You don't want ah! It's still hot. You have to record that. I oh, hope we got that. That's Did the we get that? intro. Is that the beginning? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that was just all kneecap. Oh, my God. Does anyone have an extra patella that Marcus could use? Oh, I've got patella chips. Oh, they're not delicious Nutella-covered potato <laughs> chips. They're actually pieces of my patella shattered throughout my calf. Bet oh you can't. Bet you can't God. break just one. <laughs> I hope that thud got recorded. Oh, it did. Oh, that Jesus! Went, that, that shook the building. Are we started now? <laughs> oh, we've, we better have started. God, uh, <laughs> people getting hurt. I feel like we're at Nitro Circus. Can we show that video of that now? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go to the replay. You can see the part where my kneecap actually shatters apart. You can see the shards hit us in the eye. Yeah, I sharded. <laughs> I sharded everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, you're a Chardonnay. Uh, episode 15, eh. Dirt Pod Podcast. Uh, dead homies. Marcus just... Busted the oh, shit out of he's his got a dead, dead there's leg a, now. There's a thing right here, and I just rotated my chair. Oh my god, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's the same oh. cabinet that's been here every time we've been in here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's there. It's the same thing you say oh. to your kid. Why did you run into the wall? I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> What's up? Nobody, nothing's happened since the last one, uh, concert-wise. Good times, but there has been. You know what? Something did happen, what? and I think we're directly responsible for it. What is that? A couple episodes ago, who did we say we wanted to come back? Who did we say? And they announced a tour. They're going to be here. Wait, I thought you meant Tool. Tool's coming. Well, Tool's Tool, doing a tour. Eh, well, they're, they're doing a tour. They're doing you, six. You, you, they're doing asked, six. You asked for them to we come back, said too. We wanted to talk about the Dixie Chicks. We did. And we said, I, I said, we talked about how much we loved them. I, I personally love, 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 love me some Dixie Chicks. Mm. And they are doing a world tour. And uh, next year, tickets tickets have already gone on sale. September something here in Utah. Se- yeah, September 6th. At USANA. At USANA. And... I could not be more excited to wow. see the Dixie Chicks. They They're five days before Black Sabbath. I bought I bought Black Sabbath tickets as well. So September's gonna be a fun month. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that concert. You know That's what? so cool. There's something I, I think needs to be addressed. Uh I'm kind of intrigued by this. Uh a few months ago, both guitarists in Guns N' Roses quit. Mm-hmm. Uh Slash says me and Axel are on speaking terms again. Mm-hmm. Uh we've talked. Uh, there's all these rumors floating around about a GNR reunion, and whenever that happens, because it happens all the time, yeah. Slash or Axel usually says nothing's happening. happening. Yeah, that's nothing's going on. Nobody has said that this right. time. I saw a picture on the internet the other day. Uh, could have been photoshopped. I don't know, <clears throat> but it was a fat Axel and and Slash together. Yeah, they were like just walking out of a coffee shop or something, and like it could have been shopped. I don't know. Could you imagine in there? You're like, yeah, I'll just take an America. Holy fuck! There's excellent slash. <laughs> you know, the, the only reason I really think it's happening is because Scott Weiland, whom is a complete idiot and weirdo, but he came out with two items of uh, of gossip. One was they were getting back together, right? And the other was that Chester Bennington was leaving STP, and he did. One happened like two days after he said it. Yeah, and. So therefore, I'm really thinking it must be happening. Yep. And Nikki Six does this thing on Twitter called Ask Six, and he'll say, "Hey, Nikki, what's your favorite?" Blah blah. And he'll answer, 
Well, somebody uh, tweeted to him the other day. They said, hey, do you, what do you think about the Guns N' Roses reunion? And he said, everybody knows it's happening. Well, the, the guitarist for 6 a.m. DJ was Ashba. DJ Ashba, yeah. who's in Guns N' Roses. That's the reason he left. Yeah. But he also does the 6 a.m., so he could have just left to go. But at the same time, he, he quit, didn't he? Didn't he, he say he was done? Yeah, he, yeah. he and Bumblefoot. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a GNR reunion is going to happen next year. I think right now, lawyers and shit are just getting everything in order. So you think this show's here before the Dixie Chick show? I don't think it'll... I, I, don't, I don't see why they would come to Salt Lake, to be honest with you. Really? It, but between con- sorry, I just <laughs> it's, between it's country okay. between country and rock, this this town does really well. True. I mean, Slipknot and Lamb of God was packed, and they said that was one of the biggest shows they had on their tour. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think that I think that why wouldn't Guns N' Roses? Yeah, come that's here? a good point because Guns N' Roses came here a few years ago. Well. Axel's Guns yeah. N' Roses came to here. The, it, the E-Center. To the, the one that you went to and they didn't go on till like midnight? I didn't, to, I didn't go to I gave my tickets away. No, I went. I they didn't start it. till 1130. Yeah, that's what I heard. See, I figured this way. As long as Axel is filling arenas, he doesn't need a reunion. So I wouldn't. So I got free tickets, I think, from you guys, somebody. And I gave them to my friend because I I want empty seats so that there will be a reunion. Oh, uh, gotcha. Mm. So, but because Axel doesn't need the money, Slash doesn't need the money, so why, what's, the, what's their incentive to do it? To help Steven Adler out? But to yeah. be, but, but you know what, though? If you look at it, you just saw Slash, right? Yeah. Okay, and where'd he play? The Depot. And how many does that hold? Right, a couple grand. If, if. <laughs> if, if, if it's full. If. I mean, it's a smaller I, venue. I saw him before that was up in Park City, mm-hmm. which holds probably I was there. the same amount. Yeah, so, I mean, he Slash himself hasn't been doing... I was going to say, when's the last 20, time Slash played a 20,000-seat arena? Right. So, I mean, this could be something that if... And here's the thing, Guns N' Roses, if you're listening, like I know you are, get your shit together. Don't... It's, it's, it's well past the time that you need to go do a tour... And act like a bunch of shitheads and go on at midnight and be drunk. Just be adults and play your music and be responsible and have a good tour. It's only Axel. He's the one that demands going on four hours after the opener. It's it's a joke. But yeah, let's hopefully, hopefully they 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 tell him if if we're gonna do this, you can't be a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, That's or what the lawyers are saying. Or yeah. if the concert starts at midnight, fine. I just don't want three hours between the opening band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, and the so headliner. True. Very true. Which yeah. is, he's famous for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, who, who would you, th- who, would, who would open for Guns N' Roses? I think they would get like a new God, band. Anybody would. I think they would get a new band, but a bigger new band. Like. Who would be, who would be the perfect, who would be the perfect uh, other? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not up on contemporary rock. Somebody like Five Figure Death Punch, maybe? A popular rock band. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. They're, they're Ooh, such a huge band. Avenged? Avenged, maybe. They that, could, but they wouldn't need to either. They pack but but, yeah. but to go to go out with Guns with N' Roses. Guns, yeah, because they love Guns N' Roses. Because so. remember back in the day, like in the in the late 80s, early 90s, like huge bands would open for other, like, sure. didn't Alice in Chains open for Metallica? Or not Metallica, Guns N' Roses? Guns N' Roses, 92, yeah. they did a co-headlining tour. Yeah. And it was a disaster. <laughs> Riots all over the place because Metallica would get done, then Guns N' Roses would come on three hours later. Uh yeah, neither band talked well about that tour. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, I, I, I don't know. like the co-headlining tours much because you're inevitably you're the night when the the band you want to see is the opener, mm-hmm. and you can't get there till later, and you're like, oh, well, great. So I bought tickets for this, and they're not even the headliner. This, yeah, they're, they're the opener. Unless they're weirdos like Van Halen. Van Halen brought out in 2000. What was it, 11 or 12? 
They brought out Cool and the Gang, which is that's, that's right. Awesome. They did, huh? That's awesome. I love Cool and the Gang, but like, what a random. Yeah, very random. Like Guns N' Roses bring out, and we got the Fire. night when Kendrick Lamar. We got the night when Cool and the Gang was the headliner, <laughs> and that was the bullshit part of it. I mean, <coughs> tonight two is ladies' <laughs> night. Everything's yeah. gonna be cool and all, but good times. But I missed out. Panama. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, they announce it soon and it becomes official. We can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I I have a credit card. It has simply to happen for the GNR well, and union. That's, that's the reason they got to load up their credit card. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that they. Uh, can you even imagine how much that no, cost? No, no, not a, can't even imagine. It would be like okay, so let's say Guns N' Roses booked it and they're like, okay, they're coming in November of 2016. Mm-hmm. I if and I bought tickets today. Yeah. If this hypothetical tour happens, I would just be like. Don't fall apart between now and November because oh. there's such a high probability yeah. of the thing just imploding. Like right now, I got Black Sabbath tickets for September 11th, 2016. I'm like, don't die. Nobody <laughs> die. Nobody die. It's Something such, could easily happen. They're all, they're all 68 to 70. I always had, uh, what the hell, some cancer, kind of cancer. Yeah, a couple like, times. Like a big one, like Hodgkin's or yeah, something. I think you're right. Well, all of them are at the point where like it ju- it one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Any, anything yeah. could. I mean, Ozzy seems to be healthy, but there, he's there are so many of those, you know, classic rock type, you know, bands that we could we could lose twenty guys this year. Yeah, yeah. and They're you wouldn't all even to that age. You know, and it, and it's funny because I think this was kind of the, one of the topics we thought of talking about today. Yeah. But what about what if what if Ozzy passed away, or yeah. what if Tony Iommi passed away? What if what if one of them? You know, couldn't go and and the, the the tour's over. It's like, what does that change everything? You know, yeah. And that's kind of what we were talking about was people who have passed away that have changed music, right? And 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 some of them, like 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 you said, if 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 Ozzy died now, you'd go, oh man, that. But he's also he's done it. He's done it. He's yeah. an, he's an elderly man. I mean, we like to not think about it like that because it ages us. No, I agree. But those people are in their late sixties, early seventies, and when you tack on. Twenty-five years of smoking oh. cigarettes, uh, drinking alcohol, doing drugs. Forty, you're, or or forty <laughs> years, right? You're more like an eighty-five-year-old man. That your liver, your, yeah. your your functions inside. So, that's what amazes me, and that's where that whole deal with the devil thing. There's got to be something to it because you I, look at all these guys that are still going, still alive. The Keith Richards, the Mick Jaggers, the the I mean, the the guys we're talking about here, the Black Sabbaths, the every other, all these guys that are in their sixties to seventies. That still tour, still perform, still sound amazing. You're like, right. how do you still sound? You're right. you're older though. You're old, you're like my grandpa. Money. You know what I mean? Money, because like like Ozzy. Okay, Ozzy lived hard for 50 years or whatever, and then just in the past few years, he and his wife have so much money they can hire a dietitian, they can hire a trainer, they can hire a personal this, personal that. So they take so the Ozzy's years of partying off, flush you know, all his blood you know what out. I did I yeah. did talk to uh, a few years ago. Last time I don't know if it was the last time they came here, but we talked to Neil Sean from Journey. And he's getting up there close to sixty. I think he's late fifties, close to sixty-ish. I think he's in his sixties. Which you know, you be. think of even a guy from Journey. You're like, how can you be in the sixties? And that's kind of what he said. He said, I realized I the years of partying, drinking, I had to stop. Mm-hmm. I really had to stop, and I had to start taking care of myself, even in my fifties. And it, it changed everything. And to yeah. him, it's like I'm I'm <laughs> seeing things and and living this rock and roll lifestyle so different than I did before. Because yeah. before I was in it, living it, doing it, partying it, drinking it, smoking it, whatever it was. And now I'm able to just go perform, do my thing, and, and go home. Aerosmith. So, Steven Tyler was such a notorious partier. Yeah. Like there's footage of him just passing out on stage, coked out of his mind, 
And now he's 70 and he's just this health guru yeah, guy. Yeah, same thing with Alice Cooper. He was the yeah. same guy. I mean, he yeah. practiced, I think they, on the behind the music, he died at the right? hospital. They brought him back and yeah. he's still going at 70. What isn't he close to 70? They're he's all close be. to well, 70. I, I just looked this up. Neil Sean will be 62 in February. <laughs> really? So when you look that. at the fact that the guy's from Journey, he'll be 62 in February. So, I mean, the bands that were a decade before, they're, I mean, they're, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny is Neil Sean is young because he, he joined, he was a phenom. He, was, he joined Santana's band when he was 15. So right. how old's Carlos Santana? 300. Okay, hold He's on. gotta be. <laughs> He's probably, you know what I mean? Probably, I'd say 68. But, but, but I go back to our, at the beginning of this, this topic was, we could literally... Literally, like just this next year. Oh, they're all going to start falling. You could out. say we could lose twenty of these guys. Yeah, we yeah. could. Carlos we really Santana is—he uh, turned sixty-eight in July, so he's huh. not. That so much he's older. almost okay. I mean, but, but that's still the thing. sixty-eight. I guess when you look at that, that sixty-eight's young now, right? Well, and here's the thing too, and and one of the reasons that I started thinking about this topic was because in the last couple of weeks. I've watched two movies that dealt with the loss of young superstars. Mm-hmm. I watched Straight, Straight Outta Compton, okay. which features Easy E. It also has uh, Tupac's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DOC who who got his like voice box man. Like a lot of a lot of tragedy happened in that sure. era. And then um, I watched a movie that Guy told me to watch. I finally I finally went and watched it. Was the uh, documentary Amy about Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. which is so good, heartbreaking. <laughs> And beautiful to watch. She, really? her voice. I mean, you f- you really forget because at the end we all were like, "Oh, there's Amy Winehouse in her dirty yeah. shoes. She looks yeah. like a zombie." God, to listen to her sing, though. I mean, it amazing. was it was amazing, and that made me start thinking about about these people that we lost way too soon. Yeah. And then you, in the back of your head, you go, "Will what would they have done? Right. Would Amy Winehouse have just gone away? Would would Adele have existed? Would any of these people now these?" L Kings and these old girls who were singing the old stuff, man. Yeah. Would they exist? By the way, that L King. I have no idea who that is. She sings a song called X's and O's. It's like, man, down, but down, but down, but down, down. I've heard this song, yeah. Okay, it sounds like old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider's daughter. What? what? L King. Really? Is Rob Schneider's daughter. Rob what? Deuce fucking Bigelow's daughter. D- Danny told me that. My wife told me wow. that. And I said, get the fuck out of here. And I Googled it. And sure enough, that damn X's and O's song. It sounds like an old 50s, like Dusty Springfield. Rob Schneider's fucking kid. Wow. But enough about that. No, but I agree with you. My daughter. The topic really. Singing the Songs. It, it, it really is about the people that that went too soon, and right. you wonder what could have happened. Because I'm with you. Because I I look at a at a Jerry Garcia, or or even an Elvis, and go, you know, maybe an Elvis could have pulled his act together and become like we're talking about, cleaned up his life, got got off the drugs, and who knows what he would have done. But he but, was also already kind of washed up. But that's Elvis. what I'm saying. Yeah. is that he he had done it. Right. Could he have revived a la? God, I don't know, Tony Cher. Bennett or whoever you'd want to talk about that, that's still around, still does stuff. Tom Jones. Tom, Tom Jones, Jones is still going strong. still, t- And so, that's that's the thing. So you don't know about those guys, but they did. They made their mark. They, they Exactly. But what about these other guys that never really would, got would, a chance to make their mark? Would they have changed? Yeah. Would it have yeah. just gone away? And right. I, So I wanted to sit and kind of figure out what we believe to be the greatest loss in music mm. history. Wow. I think we need to talk about these guys and then come back around the 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 greatest and look at it and go and because there's a lot of factors. Some of these people that we're going to talk about today, it was their fault. Sure. That they died? Yeah. Yeah. Some Most of, of these people, it was not their fault. Some of these people died like you said, they'd done it. Some of these people were on the <laughs> were on the precipice of doing it. 
So I've written down a whole bunch, and I wanted to go through. There's the obvious ones we'll talk about, clearly. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch here that I think that, uh, that, that it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, you've named a couple. I mean, people like Elvis and Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry, for example. <clears throat> I mean, he was, he was an older man. He was in his 50s when he yeah. died. Yeah, he was going on... I, but yeah, but do you? Uh, but the, the, I think based on what uh, Weir and the other guys have done, the Grateful Dead would probably still be touring today. Yeah, constantly. I don't think they would have done anything new. They wouldn't have broken any new ground. But they would. I think they would have toured for longer. Maybe you know they still might be touring. I don't know. I think we would have, would have cut some cooler ties from Jerry. Yeah, yes, we would have. Had, maybe it was the nineties, right? Ninety-five. Yeah, could have had some new Jerry, uh, Ben and Jerry's flavors. My wife has <laughs> never heard of the Grateful Dead. What? I tried to tell her who the Grateful Dead was, and she's like, I don't know who this is. I'm like, have you ever heard Touch of Grey or Uncle John's? Never heard a song of the Grateful Dead. And I was like, well, I can even see not hearing a song, but knowing of them. I mean, she's seen a shirt, but Uh, but who would know, you know? Right. Yeah. But she's seen the teddy bears. But I was like, that makes sense, you know? Because she was eight. Yeah. My wife's younger than me, so. (laughs) Yeah. She she was eight. She was eight when he died. Yeah, uh, but, but I still don't know. Uh, I mean, I know people that know of, and I know of, and I've heard a few songs. Never saw the Grateful Dead. Never yeah. had any intention right. we of seeing the a Grateful few episodes Dead. Ago, like, yeah. I I try to get into them. Can't. Yeah, I, I was I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, so I don't I don't blame her that she doesn't know their music because I really don't either. But there was that cutoff where you go, okay, he died 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing when there's a whole generations of people who just never who know, don't know. I mean, Black Sabbath is still around. Kiss is still around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> they keep going. Right, but I mean, the cockroaches. The, the, the Grateful Dead just—it was done. That whole that whole phenomena of of people following them around and living but that lifestyle. They've toured since then. They just barely stopped. I think last year, didn't they? they just like, kind of say we're done. Grateful Dead. Uh, it was it was a couple years ago, dead. wasn't it? It was this year. Yeah, they um, they literally kept going. But the they whole weren't time. called the Grateful Dead. Yeah, the it was dead. like the dead, the dead, or something. Or something and it yeah. was Weir and and Lesh, who, by the way, Phil Lesh, their bass player, is unbelievably good. Nerd. Well, they're a jam band. I mean, right. they they were those band that just like got in there and fucking just just oh we're feeling this. Yeah, I think the closest thing to that really, honestly, and I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna catch shit, but like when you go see Dave Matthews in concert, that guy every song's 25 minutes long because right. they've got the most amazing uh, horn section and bass Players. and drum. Well, there's, yeah. there's a whole jam band circuit like String Cheese Incident and uh, Fish and a few right. other bands yeah, that I don't yeah, even yeah. know who they are. Uh, Total jam yeah. bed, just for hippies. Which True. I wish I could dig that because that looks so fun being in that environment. Yeah. But I, I can't. So who were some other guys then that 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 did it, well, lived it, and and it's okay that they went because their their time. I, one, that, one that I well was Lennon done? Okay. Do you think no. Here I put John that's Lennon. A good, that's a good at question. The top was of Lennon the list. done? No. Could you have imagined what John Lennon would have imagined? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Oh no! Of course um, you did. <laughs> let's, uh, but no. I mean, if you think about it, I would have. John Lennon was getting into some weird shit, and that's, that's my point: fair. is that you just don't know what he was going to do. What could he have done? What would have happened if John Lennon was making music today? If John Lennon had an opinion? If John, because see, a lot of those musicians, like I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I really wouldn't care what Elvis would have kept doing, right? But John Lennon was was such an interesting musician that it would have been fat. Could you have imagined? If again, I'm going to say that, but could you have imagined if like Lennon would have been able to work with other artists of today? Could you imagine mm-hmm. if Lennon had sat down with and, and broken genres and and been able to like go out and instead of of Kanye and Paul McCartney, it was like 
Dre and but, Kendrick Lamar and John Lennon working yeah. together. Like it, you, I also I don't know. I see what your point, but I also see John Lennon was kind of a he was kind of a prick. I could totally see him now just being, oh, new music sucks. Fuck everybody. And, and he was, and I hate saying this, but he was, a lot of people want to give him credit for so much, but He's McCartney a, really did <gasps> most of it. McCartney is the better of the two. So John I, Lennon I, I, just died young and had a couple more significant songs. And that's the point I think of a lot of people that die young is that is that when they do die young, you give them so much more credit. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that they didn't get the chance to become the old prick well, that, you, that you was, think. A, was a dick to everybody. Mm-hmm. But McCartney never turned into that. It's the same no. reason every woman has Marilyn Monroe posters on their thing, because she never got fat and old and ugly. She just right. became, she was this constant yeah. thing of young beauty. Yeah. And that's the funny thing about Elvis, too. We talk about Elvis, but Elvis Presley, everybody remembers that. I don't know, baby. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but do you remember fat, sweaty, Sequin 60 pounds suit. of yeah, feces backed up in his body. Think of how old Elvis. Elvis was when he died. How old was he? 42. 42. 42. Yeah. That's not even the it's least not. bit old. It's not. So to me, and if he'd have had a chance to to somebody pull him right. out, pull his head out, lose some, lose some weight, get put healthy. the leather back on, get, you know. Well, how many people he have, have done that? Or maybe he had, wouldn't. Look at Ozzy. Ozzy, all these people, all these oh, people my. we were just talking about that got healthy. I just looked yeah. at a picture of Ozzy today. Just 80s Ozzy. You know, just mm-hmm. but yeah. but thirty pounds overweight in the moo moo yep. type stuff with the Back fringe in the yeah oh Blizzard of Oz he was a fat mess and so if he had died like, in Blizzard wow. of Oz yeah. we all would have gone whoa uh, he was done he was washed up he was done <clears throat> yeah. he was he looked right. at him. exactly Look at him. and people outgrow their being a prick and people outgrow being unhealthy it's yeah. part of our lives I mean we're we go through these things so I mean it's 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 interesting to see what would have come John Lennon it's hard to say because yeah I don't yeah, think you, he was you watching, just don't know his last album was great it had woman watching the wheels a bunch of great songs on it you're right. Uh, but and I give him credit for that, and I go back. You know, let's just stay in that era. Then, you know, do you would Jimi Hendrix have done anything right. else groundbreaking? Would he have done anything else that was, uh, you know, changing the world of guitar playing? Or once he did it, he was kind of done, and he would have kept going and playing blues and doing whatever. I, I would have or liked would to, he have? But we never got a chance to know. I would have liked to have seen what Hendrix would have done in the eighties. Like with all that guitar shred, right? I, because because with real equipment, what could I he have think done? he would have adopted be, or uh, uh, evolved with it? Because if look at the old, I was thinking about this, kind of off topic, but uh, Amboy Dukes was Ted Nugent's first band, mm-hmm. and he just played like '60s guitar. Yeah, and then in the '80s, he did Damn Yankees. He was shredding yeah, guitar. It would have been really cool to see what Jimmy Hendrix crazy would have to done. Think of Jimi Hendrix. In the 80s. Sort of as a contemporary of Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. uh, with Ted Nugent. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah. when exactly. the, wrong, the wrong one died. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because Ted's got to be close to 70 now. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. would have been 70. 70 something right now, right? And, and you had, and, and on this list that, we, that I made up, in that same era, you had that 27 club. You had all those people who yeah. died at the same age Hendrix, Joplin, Jim Morrison, uh, you know, you. Amy. Uh, you know, yeah, but I mean, of that, like in that era, in that same year or two. Oh, yeah. Jop- all- who was it? Joplin, uh, Morrison, yeah. Hendrix. And then didn't Ma- wasn't Mama Cass at the same time? I don't think she was twenty seven though. Wasn't she? Um, but you know, I mean, those are the those are the things. Janice, I mean, it, it she did like. There's a the thing people remember Janice Joplin, one album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. And it, me and Bobby McGee. Do you know who wrote that song? Uh, uh, Bob Dylan, Chris Christopherson. That's right. Did he really? Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Fucking Blade. You know who else? And I and and they're not gone yet. But uh, there was one band that I was watching a thing uh, the other day about that I did not realize basically had one album. Hmm. Put two albums out in one year, but tech. You know, basically 
one year of music, CCR. Really? I guess huh. that's true. I never, I never thought about they're, it. They're all those songs came off one album. Really? This, every CCR song you know, you can think of. Down in the corner. I mean, you talk, you know. So they only put out two albums in the same year, and then not- and then they broke, and then they put out one more. That uh, basically, because uh, Fogarty wrote everything. Right. And then the bass player and some other guys said, we want to write some more stuff. So he goes, fine. So they wrote the third album. It didn't go anywhere, and they broke up. <coughs> I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So anyway, back to no, that's and, but, but you go back and think of yeah. all this iconic stuff we look at as these, these guys were the ones who did it. They did one album. Right. Janis Joplin did an album. Right. And and is the one of these heroes. It's like these people did not well, have 20, 30 year careers. These the people did not. Beatles were four years, I think. Eight total, but like four is four. they they performed their last concert in like sixty six. But yeah. look at what they did. Look at the and see that's the thing is is I could say the same thing about Jim Morrison. And I know you're not a big Doors fan. Nope. Um I've always liked his mystique and the, mm-hmm. the the poetry side of him. I mean, he was the type of guy. There's that there's that interview with him. Um, I think Skrillex used it for a song where he's talking about it. He goes, "I can do. I, I don't know what music's going to be. You know, it might just be one dude and some machines. It might just be I don't know." Yeah. And he was this visionary. It would have been really interesting to see like what a what a what a guy like Morrison would have thought of music had he. That's again. Oh, it, and, what and, would they and, have done if he would have survived? Done? I mean, I got to give credit to the Doors for what they were. I mean, there was a freaking keyboard player and a guitar player. Classical likes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Ray Manzarek, just, just, who just recently musical, died too, yeah, was incredible. Just musical genius. Two guys that got played music and they needed a singer, so they found yeah. this guy. That's really what I, it was. I, I don't hate the Doors. It's just one of those. I'm. Just but not I look at I look at Jim Morrison as the reason that that Mick Jagger that that. Rock stars exist. Well, Jagger was before him, though, but but he turned it into something right, different. Right. He turned Morrison it into was a front man. He, he was turned a god. it into. Let's be yeah. fair. Yeah, that sexy. The you know what I mean? Ross, yes. the Robert Plants, all of the, them. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. You know. I mean, but when, when you look at their their what they did in the short time they were there, mm-hmm. look at their albums: Crystal Ship, Strange Days, L.A. Woman. Uh, I mean, that was so. They had so many albums. They did like six, seven albums. And yeah, like those guys years. then just just did it. Just making music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about Jerry Garcia. Oh, uh, I'll just go down the list and we can kind of go. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Freddie Mercury. I think they had peaked. I think they were done. But what would Freddie be now? Because I don't think he would have been satisfied. He probably satis- would have wrote Broadway I don't think shows he or something. would have been satisfied staying with Queen and doing the same I stuff. I think he would be collaborating with like... Lady Gaga. <laughs> Big stars, yeah, yeah like featuring Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Queen had much left in them. I mean, the last album they did, nothing yeah. came of it. I mean, I like their latest, you know, their last albums, The Miracle and all those, you know, The Show Must Innuendo, and those were yeah. cool albums, but they were just so not yeah, what I, Queen was at the I beginning. I think Queen was done. For, for what Queen did, I mean, they were out <clears throat> the same time Led Zeppelin was. They were right. the same time, you know, yeah. these bands, and you think of, oh, they were, no, they that's when they came out. Queen's know? in... They're, they're, I'm not a huge Queen fan, but their production impresses me mm-hmm, more so mm-hmm. than their actual like individual music. Because like listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, there's nothing about that song that could be better or worse. There's their use mm-hmm. of multi-tracking took music to oh, the next it's level. Unbelievable, without a doubt. And that's the things I love about different bands and what they pioneered and what they changed and what they made different. And but, I, I agree. He'd 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 been there. He'd lived it. He'd been at the peak. He'd watched it become what it was. And then he went. But, you know, and that's the thing, though, is when you look at, like, a band like Queen, and you look at their... 
Because that's the thing is we have to look back on the on the on the Queen's greatest hits. You have to look at the thing and the repertoire of what they did. And you go from from every song was different. Mm-hmm. Killer Queen, Bicycle, Sure, Tie uh, Your Mother Down. Love. Right. It's, there's some really interesting, strange things on there that were so far ahead of their time in the totally. way that they were thinking. So it, you know, you kind of think to yourself, and that's the worst part about any of the people on this list is the what what fucking if mm-hmm. you know. Um, so true. Off topic, have you ever heard Metallica's cover of Queen's Stone Cold Crazy? Yes. No. So good. Yes, it's awesome. I need to and hear it's, that. And it's so almost, good. It, it, and it's not much more rocking than Stone Cold Crazy was. Yeah. Stone Cold Crazy, for when they wrote that, you're like, they wrote this in the 70s. Yeah. That's a metal song. It's totally metal. Yeah. You know what you're just doing? Reminded me of something. I was listening to... Beavis and Butthead? Years ago, I was in a restaurant... And I heard this song come on, and this was before Shazam. And, and this song come on the radio in the restaurant. And I'm like, God, that guitar riff. Who is this band? Ah. And I remembered it so much. But I, for years, probably this was probably eight years ago, mm-hmm. I couldn't find this song. And you just think of the riff over the and po- over? Yes. And I got to the point <laughs> where I even learned the riff on my guitar just from remembering it. Yeah. And then played it into my Shazam. Still didn't work. I couldn't figure it out. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm listening to Eddie Trunk's radio show, and that song comes on. You should have seen me jumping around my house like, that's it! (laughs) (laughs) What was it? What song? It's a song called Train Train by Blackfoot. Yeah. Just such a cool tune. Yeah. I finally heard it, downloaded it, and I'm like, oh, I can die now. <laughs> For five years, I've been in my head. Train, train. Isn't that the worst? Yes. Oh, my God. I finally God. found it, and I, I even tweeted to Eddie Trunk, thank you so much. I've been, I've been wondering what the hell song that is for five years, six years, whatever. That's but funny. Anyway, Queen. Yeah, Queen. Um, Who's next? Who's the next dead guy? The, the next one on the list that I had was Bob Marley, yeah. a man who died, but but he died of a disease. It wasn't his fault. Uh, and I watched a documentary on him. Mm-hmm. He was kind he was, of he was a bastard. He was, uh, yeah, he was a he was. Here's the thing: is that he was. How do you say this? He was kind of a guy who who bought into his own stuff, but at the same time was just living his belief he you know he what i mean he, his saying, belief was because i smoke and because i'm rastafarian because of this i i i, I it's really okay that i'm screwing other chicks yeah, and, I, and having kids I with all these other love, women and, but, and i mean but i got a wife at home saying hey hey bitch don't worry that i'm fucking don't all these worry. other girls don't worry you know you, just be glad you're getting a paycheck and that's really what he's got she, a million kids that's what she decided she's like you know what his his because basically she considered him a prophet mm-hmm. his work was greater than me and she's yeah. even said that. And it's like, that, that's a weird place. It's a weird, yeah. But at the same time, that's really what they believed. But I think he was, how many people did he influence? Uh, he influenced everyone who listens to reggae. Everyone. Every single person. There's nobody who's like, you know what, who? I like Peter Tosh and I was really into, no, you, no, you, you, like, <laughs> you like Bob Marley. That's why you right. like reggae. Because of Bob Marley. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing to say you influenced the entire genre. Oh yeah, and and more so. I mean, even up into like, well, there's another guy. I mean, we could go straight from Bob Marley to a guy like Bradley Knoll, yeah, who totally. played, who who yeah. was definitely a reggae fan, and and that inspired. I mean, so many types of music. Uh, By the way, isn't it weird? I, I always forget that Bob Marley's half white. That's fucking weird to me. Was his his dad's white? His dad's British. Okay, that's right. Okay, and he used to get shit for it. Really? Yeah, like in in back in his village or whatever, wow. he used to make fun of him. 
Wow. But Honky. that's crazy. But when you talk about, like, you saw that documentary, I've seen the same one where, where he was uh, a political hero. He was, I mean, death threats on his, on his life, people shooting yeah. at him, you know, and it's just like, wow. That's, yeah. how, that's how important that music was and what that meant to those people where he was from. And it's like, wow, where's that now? You know what I mean? Well, where's, you know, where's anything like that now? To get off topic, though, a little bit, the, um, it, it's the same thing with, like, when you look at early U2, and it was based on all that was going on in Ireland sure. and all of the stuff that happened with the NRA. Sunday, yeah. Bloody Sunday. I mean, these mm-hmm. songs were protest songs. They were songs about the violence and these, these basic civil wars that were going on in, sure. uh, around them. To uno, dos, tres, catorce. You know, you're yeah. like, all right. So, so if Bono See, so had you, died in '87, would he? Have, you would have gone. What a political activist. Now what we're just a, like, oh, pretentious douche. Yeah, go take your glasses off when you're getting your fucking award, dipshit. Yeah. Okay, so I look at I look at that then, and and not so much as far as what the war was and what was going on, but a guy like Kurt Cobain that had so much to say that if he kept going, what would he be doing now? Uh, would he have fried completely out? Well, would mean, he have turned he into a Bono type, or would he have? I, I don't know. It's interesting you know I mean? because I look Courtney's at that. still here, and yeah. you kind of go, <laughs> "She never should have been." Yeah, I mean, she. <laughs> I don't know. I see. Kurt is one of those guys that like. It, it, I I don't want to be the guy that said he was too. Uh, young I don't want to outgrow his angst. Yeah, and it's hard because like being that young. Here's the thing: when I was 27, I was a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I was a piece of shit. I was a douchebag who just had no respect for women. Sure, I thought I was the I thought I was the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I was in my band and I was fucking. I, I can do all the drugs and do whatever. Yeah, and and I get it. I mean, I get that age. And now, when and especially when you're put in a place and a spotlight and a pedestal and money exactly. and fame and fortune and piles of drugs, whatever you want, right? And yeah. what what twenty seven year old goes? Oh no. I'm responsible. I'm going right. to I'm going to be here for uh, my my daughter in 20 years. So, no thank you. Right. And it's yeah. not until you're in your 30s and you have that perspective of being mm-hmm. able to look back and going, god, that's that was so stupid. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that again. I never would. And how lucky, you know? I mean, and even that on we made our, even through. on our mm-hmm. small scale whatever we've done. Right. Uh, I did that, so that we went th- got through that cuz we all could have easily not been here. I did so many drugs in my band that I am shocked that nothing ever happened to me. You would have been in the Forever Twenty Seven Club. I did. We would be, I did all the no cocaine in Salt Lake City. We would City. be talking about you right now. Yeah, it's crazy to me. <laughs> Remember that one band that played at that bar on State Street that oh, yeah. one time? That guy in the, the singer. In the killer. Yeah, yeah, that guy. I, think I wonder died. what he would have done. But that's the thing is that, like, at that age, at twenty seven, I had no idea at twenty seven that I was going to be a comedian. Yeah. Literally, I yeah. I hadn't started till the next year. I I didn't have any idea this would be my life. So it is interesting to think about what some of these younger people would have been able to do. Would they have become directors? Would they have become producers? Would they have inspired other bands? Would they have created, uh, you know, equipment and and changed what music is now that we know now because the sound was Jimi Hendrix came out with whatever. You know what I mean? The Hendrix this thing. I think think Kurt Cobain would have done a lot after because he still had a lot of gas in the tank. Uh, Look at Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters but been a band for Foo tw- Fighters wouldn't have happened if right. Then there's the there's the side of it. But or would they have they would have they have broken up and Dave would have gone on and done his thing. I and, can't see Nirvana having been together much longer after that. Yeah, me neither. To be honest, because that you. that last album was it in utero that was the yeah. last one is all right. It's okay, but Kurt Cobain was also very disenchanted. Yeah, and angsty, he didn't. And he he didn't, didn't care anymore. He he, he had plus he the had, movement died a couple his years mark, later. He had done yeah. his thing, and and yeah, can you imagine him doing? 
but, but whatever he was going to. But you know by I mean? that same token, if you literally look at two of at two of his contemporaries and you go, Pearl Jam is still making albums twenty years later and yeah. touring, and they're still Pearl Jam. Soundgarden, like Cornell, has left and and gone and done yeah. Audio Slave. He went and did an album with Timbaland for Christ's sake. Sure, he's done multiple solo albums. Come back to Soundgarden, and you go, okay, where in where in that would have. What if Cobain been? Tool's yeah. still a band? I mean, a lot. STP was touring with a different... What sure. would have happened? I think Kurt Cobain might have mellowed out in his, in his 30s. Hopefully. He would, have, he would have been less angsty. I think a, a, re, a Nirvana reunion would have happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I guess albums. the perfect example is Lane Staley, because he's gone. Yep. Yeah. He, he went. They kind of floundered that, and that did their thing for a while. That big. And a huge then they found his... Whatever you want to call it, Lane Saley stole in another human soul in another human being. Yeah, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Because when you go watch them, it's like, whoa, it's he's different, but he's in there. You can tell, right? Yeah, that <laughs> it's one weird. Was a big loss for me. Yeah. Um. And and well, let's stay in that era right now. Sausage just pointed out that Otis Redding is, was twenty six. Yeah, Otis, which is weird because Otis, if you hear him sing, you picture a sixty year old black yeah, no guy. No kidding. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, Otis. how much did Otis Redding do by the time he was 26 years old? I know. Well, the, the mere fact that we remember Otis Redding. But was and, he the same? He had, how many albums did Otis Redding really have by the time he was 26? Right. I really don't know. And let's well, let's go with uh, one of his contemporaries then, Marvin Gaye, a man who, who, of all the deaths on here, there's a That's few of them. One. There's a few. Yes, there's a few of them that are really strange. This is one for those people who don't know Marvin Gaye. Uh, you've probably uh, the younger listeners of ours probably heard "Let's Get It On," "Sexual Healing," but yeah. he had a lot of great people songs. People just it, know of him, his music getting stolen. By right, him. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Inner City Blues. Who did I they mean, steal? What's had, going on? What's going on in Inner City Blues? They were very. They were commentary songs. He sure. was a. He was an activist, and and he was gunned down by his father. In his father's front yard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he lived with him. Yeah. Because uh, Marvin Gaye was a mess. He was all fucked up on drugs and broke. Huge coke Had head. to move back with his dad. And I guess from what his dad says that Marvin used to beat him. Really? Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, dad, what's for breakfast? Boom. So he got to a place where he couldn't take it anymore and fell Yeah, apart. I guess his dad. I don't know. I don't know what the wow. exact story is, but I guess there were some major issues between wow. him and his dad. And he beat his dad. or I don't know. But, well, yeah, it wasn't just like he was out getting the paper and his dad shot him. Wow, it's a, it's a, it, and it's tragic to see anybody end that way. Marvin was a hell of a singer, and and again, what would he have done? Um, I think he was done. I think he would have been one of those guys that ah, this is Michael Bublé featuring Marvin Gaye. You know, it's 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 weird, but in this world of music, rock, you know, whatever you want to call it, fame, it's really that. I mean, and I hate to quote a Def Leppard song, but it's better to burn out than fade away. And you watch these guys yeah. when they bam, they just burn out and they're gone. And you and, and and instead you see some of these guys just turn into that, yeah. And, yeah. and like he sti- he was done. Sliced alone. I watched it one of those Inside Edition or something. Sliced stone or sliced stone or sliced stone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, Rocky's what fine. What are you talking about? Me? Rocky's doing hey, just yo, great. Hey, yo, we are family, you know. Like everybody, I, 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 all my, I got all my sisters in me, yo. <laughs> Sly, Sly Stallone. Stone. You know what? Sly and the Family Stallone is. If, if we ever, if we ever start a band, yeah. we're gonna be Sly gonna and the do, Family Stallone. We're gonna do Sly Stone songs with the guy. Hey, hey, yeah, uh. Sly and the Family Stallone is my new favorite band ever. So, what were you gonna say about Sly Stallone? He, I, watched a, I watched a thing on Sly Stone. Oh, that one. Uh, he uh, lives in a van Damn for years. Fighting. 
and uh, and uh, like crashes, like he parks his van in one of his buddies' backyard. I did hear this. Broke as. But then didn't fuck. something happen? Yeah, and then like some, he got fucked by his record company back right. in the day or whatever. His, and then like yeah, the, his a big manager lawsuit. or something. And just like last year, he was awarded like millions of dollars. Yeah, like five million dollars. Yeah, and he was literally they found him in a van. Now and, that he's seventy five and gonna die yeah, in three right. years. Yeah, and who knows? Yeah, but. Uh, how'd we get to that? We well, we were talking, we were talking about, about Rocky movies. Yeah, we were. We, uh, let's okay. Here's a few. Here's a few more. We'll we'll get through Rock. I kind of separate sep, section these out. Um, Keith Moon. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he was known more for his being crazy. Okay. I mean, what yeah, about he was, he was a good drummer, but I think he was just more what about known Bonham? more for his annex. Bonham was next on this list, and now Bonham, Bonham's a big one because it ended Zeppelin. It ended Zeppelin, but also I think they needed to be ended. They needed it ended. Their their last album bombed. They were forty. They were done. Uh, yeah. I mean, what was the last album? In through the outdoor. I love all of my love. That's my favorite Zeppelin song. Yeah. But the album didn't do well. It. Uh, I don't know. I think they were done. And Bonham, as far as Bonham goes, Bonham was a, a powerful drummer. He hit the drums really hard, mm-hmm. but. He was he went out as the generation of Neil Peart's and Mike Portnoy's and everything was coming in. So and he would have not he couldn't have hung. He was gone. he was a powerful drummer, but he wasn't an amazing drummer. That's as is prior to contrary belief, he he was good. But right, what Danny about Carey from Tool makes him look stupid? What about uh, and I, and I know you know I don't know if you guys are fans at all, but uh, Ronnie Van Zant. Oh, would Skinner uh, have? I mean, well, obviously it kept thing. going, yeah. but it never, never really knew music uh, or never really. They just, they basically have gone on since that day with the same tunes. I think, I think they were done. You do, really? They, uh, yeah, I think they had their hits. Because they... would they have had more? That's that's what I wonder. Is I, you know, you look at everything they did, and would they have more? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the Southern Rock thing was dying out by then. Because the 38 specials, well, 38 special had some stuff in the 80s, but like the Almond Brothers, the Skinners, all that stuff yeah. was in the 70s. I think in the 80s, it, it Southern changed. Rock was kind of like, eh. Yeah. I'm no angel. I yeah. love that song. Love that. You know what? I barely found out Greg Almond, uh, the song Greg Almond, I'm no, uh, I'm no Angel. I had no idea that was not Bruce Springsteen. Until, really? Until like <laughs> two years ago. Wow. And I'm no angel. What, what, didn't one of the Almonds die? Yeah. Like Barry? Dwayne Allman. Yeah. Then he was young. Barry and Robin. Barry. Oh, wait, those were the Gibbs. Yeah, those were the best beaches. Uh Barry. I, no. I was thinking of almonds and Al- fruit. Oh, the almonds. I'm sorry. The okay. almond brothers. All right. Now I have one <laughs> that Joy. I thought of today. Almond and I didn't, milk. I didn't know if Ew. it was a huge Well, here's it was a huge loss, I know. But at the same time, without it, would this band have become what it became? A C D C. Bon Scott is literally next on the list. Really? <laughs> Literally next, and and that I was the best death in the history of my, music because my you know the singers because I went from Van Zant to and then I thought of Bon Scott and I was like, Bon Scott was great and ACDC was was I remembered listening to you know Dirty Deeds and I thought it was in a Jeep Dirty Deeds done in a Jeep <laughs> and I didn't know that I didn't but when it was new and listening to those and it was but at the same time when that ended and. A I think the fervor new. of everything about it was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then they came out with arguably one of the greatest albums ever. Right. That, that okay, that never would have happened if right. Bon Scott I think it had to died. happen. Because Bon Scott, I love Bon Scott stuff, but it might not have transferred well in the 80s, that that voice. What's the, I was listening to an ACDC song the other day that came on the radio, and the ending, he's just doing weird Bon Scott voices going, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I 
can't remember what song it is. I can't remember. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, though? I've heard it, yeah. Uh, I don't know the name of it. And I think it's The Jack, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, I don't think that that style would have carried into the 80s. So, like, he died at the perfect time, and then they're like, hey, let's get the best guy ever. And then they got Brian Johnson. So that was a positive. I that mean, was that was something death. that changed. Okay. So I don't think ACDC would have translated with him. Have we had many of, of the other positive deaths? Have any of the others that we've thought of been... I don't think that so. Was, that was actually a great thing because yeah. something better came from it. Right. You know Rest what I mean? in peace, Bon Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I bon hate... That's Scott's what I mean. I hate progress. saying that, but, but he, yes, he was on his own self-destructive right. thing that the other guys were like, okay, we're watching this. Right. We don't know what to do. And he, and he made it happen. Nobody else did it. He did it. Yeah. Who's uh, next? The next one on the list is Sid Vicious. Did it matter? Not to me. I but you're lo- not a punk fan. I loathe punk music, and the Sex Pistols sucked. Go- he could have been replaced with anybody. He was just, I think he was a personality more than a musician. Okay. Hey, look at that crazy drug addict. Oh, he's dead. So would you say they started that movement? Here's my problem. So in that regard, is he, is he that? are a boy band. They were organized. They were formed okay. by a manager. Yeah. Okay. So you'd say no then? No. I don't know. I don't know. That was my only punk. thought with him was his style, his, just who he was, his attitude, his anger, whether it was real or not. But it, I think it influenced that, that genre and the, and the, the, the kids who got into it. Yeah. Because of what he did. And I'd say probably the same thing about like Joe Strummer and the Clash. He died way late, though. He, he did. He did. Like he was 50, and the clash had been done for years at that point. Um, but, I, yeah, punk to me is just one of those, I know nothing about it. Yeah. If it would have never happened, I would have been fine. Uh, who's next? Um, the the collective Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, Big Bopper. Uh, <sighs> timely. That's a good one. I mean, timely. okay, without, without, without American Pie, would we care? Well, but here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, I'm just kidding. But, but, I, but, but we didn't. We I wasn't in that era, so I don't know. Richie Valens and 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 Buddy Holly were kind like Buddy Holly was one of those guys that I think if he would have been around, I'm not saying he would have changed music, but he probably would have done things that other singers and got to end up doing. Maybe right that that gave them a boost. Yeah, I think they were kind of teen idols. To yeah, me. I think they were pop like stars, I, teen idols, and that's where I look at some of these although, other teen idols that 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 passed. You know, right. you go was that that. Richie Valens stuff was good. Big Bopper, he was like he was like thirty five or something, uh, but they were Richie Valens. Donna was good. Uh, hey, baby, oh, let's yeah. Oh, Donna, oh Donna. Oh, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, one, man. but you know what's crazy is he was seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Buddy Hall oh. was he was twenty two. You know, so you you got to look at it that way and say they, they had were kids. to have they done something kids. more that we yeah. have no idea what they would have done. Kids, and to be honest, if you guys have never seen La Bamba or the Buddy Holly story, Richie! great movies. La Bamba's great. I've never seen the Buddy Holly one. It's Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Yeah, that's Gary Busey. That's probably Buddy why Holly. I've never seen it. Crazy. Okay, so they, let me ask you this one: Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had Michael at the top of done? the list. He was done. I think he would have to- he would have done more shows. He's not dead. We talked about that. Oh, good true. Point. Yeah, he's not. He's dead. a blonde woman somewhere. Right. So right. Yeah. But so. yeah, I think he was done. He hadn't had a hit in fifteen years. Yeah. Well, he was an icon, but you're right. And um, okay, coming up next on the list, we'll just go through the list so we can stay on topic because we'll get off and talk for two hours. John Denver. I know you mentioned it a little while ago, but. Wow. But he, I mean, he died in a yeah. plane. Here, he died in a plane crash. He, it wasn't like I think he would have done, done more, a lot more activist stuff. I don't think he would have 
produced any more relevant music. You know what I loved about it? Do you remember when John Denver like hang out with the Muppets? Yeah. Muppets yeah, totally. on my shoulder makes me happy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it was great. But you go back and listen to that. Some of those some of those songs, Annie's song, Annie's song. Go, listen, go just pull up a, a John Denver's Calypso, greatest hits and you know every you know every yeah. song and you're like, how do I know every song? I talked about like this Abba, on that You know every song and you're like, why do I know every song? I, I, I want to hate John Denver because he's so schmaltzy and corny. God damn. But they're, they're good songs. I can't deny it. Yeah. Annie's song's so good. Um, I have some contemporary uh, rock losses. We've kind of talked about classic ones. Here's one for me that I think is very interesting and it changed music completely. A lot of people might not know this, but Andy Wood, Andrew Wood uh, was, the Mother lead, Love Bone. was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, which was... Uh, there was there was a couple bands like Green River and some of these bands that had fed into this band Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone was a very interesting, cool, cool group. If you've ever seen the movie Singles, uh, and you should, uh, it was kind of set in Seattle during that time, and they used a lot of great yeah. Andy Wood songs. But Andy Wood, the, Mother Love Bone was the band that went on to become Pearl Jam. It was Stone Gossard. It was Jeff Ament. It was these guys who who uh, lost this singer to a heroin overdose, I believe, mm-hmm. and became Pearl Jam. Okay. So that that was one of those deaths that you go, okay, what would have Mother Love Bone have done? Nothing. Maybe not nothing. I think they would have they would have been a, a cult band. Like people that were into that would have been like, ah, Mother Love Bone's first album's great, but I don't think Mother Love Bone would have been Pearl Jam. Right. Right. You know? So I mean, that's one of those deaths where you kind of go, had to happen. Ha- did it have to happen? Uh, here's one that I I think was a damn shame because I really liked him was Shannon Hoon. Shannon Hoon was the lead singer of Blind Melon. Yeah. And, and like I've said before, if you get past that first Blind Melon album, and even some of the songs that weren't No Rain, uh, but Soup and Nico, their next two albums, uh, were phenomenal. Were those with Shannon Hoon? Yeah. In fact, Soup was while he was still alive. Nico was released posthumously. I, oh, somebody told me this the other day, and I don't know how, I haven't fact-checked this, but uh, uh, AWOL Nation, uh-huh. Blind Melon guy. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I I, I gotta really? research it. But yeah, somebody's like the one of the guys from Blind Melon, like, eh, this singer guy, let's do a thing. And now they're AWOL Nation, who's very relevant, very uh sale, sale, sale. Can, can we Google that while we're talking? Is is uh is producer that... Sasha here's the fact checker? Um fact checker. Uh, the next one on the list was um Jeff Buckley. Uh I'm a guitarist and I don't know anything about Jeff Buckley. I think most people only know him from the cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah that he did, but he didn't even know he, that. He, hmm. he drowned himself. Uh, yeah, I guess he got fucked up and walked into a river from what I understand. Yeah. You know Hallelujah. Yeah, he was trying to get baptized. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, now we're getting into some that I think will affect, uh, what you will have an opinion about. Dimebag. Dimebag, I, was, I cried. I literally wept the it, night. Is Dimebag, I think Dimebag goes in the top five because of the way he was killed, because of, of, yeah. because of what happened. And, and, and uh, anybody want to tell that story for those listeners of us that don't he, know? Okay, Pantera was a major, the, the biggest heavy metal band in the 90s. Um, a time when heavy metal wasn't cool, Pantera was huge. Well, anyway, Pantera kind of fell apart at the seams in the early 2000s. Uh, Dimebag, along with his brother, who was in Pantera as well, the drummer, started a band called Damage Plan. Uh, Damage Plan... Started from the bottom, and they're playing yeah, in a, clubs. Playing in a shitty club in in uh, was it Texas, Columbus right? or was it Columbus? Columbus yeah, it was or somewhere Cincinnati. in the mid, yeah, somewhere in the Midwest, in Ohio, right, somewhere right. Club, Columbus, Ohio. Anyway, uh, they're playing a show, and a crazy man gets past security. Yeah, he actually just walked in the back mm-hmm. door. Yeah, 
with a fucking shotgun, or no, he had a bunch of pistols or a I can't remember. Just started firing, walked right up to Dimebag from behind, behind, put five bullets in his head, started firing in the audience, killed three or four people, injured a bunch, took hostages, anything. Anyway, Dimebag was killed on stage during a show. Yeah. And there's people out there that saw it. So, well, his brother saw it. I mean, that, let's be yeah, fair. His like, brother, well, like Vinnie Paul, who's on the drums, watched as a man walked on stage and shot his brother in the back of the head. I mean, I, I don't know how you can ever even close your eyes at night and not see that every single day that no you go kidding. to bed. Uh, and, and it was recorded. Um, there is video of it. It's not as there's, graphic as you'd think. There's no video. I don't think there's any video of Dimebag getting, getting shot. shot. It's, it's slightly off screen, but there's the whole yeah. thing with the cop. and, and The he, cop one where the cop comes on with a, with a, on with a shotgun. shotgun. And you see yeah. the cop just boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it is it is real. And you can tell the cop shaking up after yeah. he shoots the guy. It's yeah. real life. It's it's horrible. And and no one should die like that. Um, and, and, and to be honest, like, I really think that now because you know phil has kind of come around and these guys it would have been interesting to see if pantera had come back around about the pantera slash guns and roses tour (sighs) i mean possibly god i just got chills i just got chills from thinking about that gnr oh god that would have been unbelievable if if, younger listeners out there if you if you've never heard vulgar display of power if you've never heard far beyond driven if you never listen to cowboys from hell do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Listen to those albums and understand that this is where, like, this was one of those moments where people went, oh, that's what music, oh, oh we'll go that way. That's I've, why it went the direction it went. I've said this forever, yeah. and maybe this is the old guy speaking, Black Sabbath invented heavy metal, Pantera perfected it. I think they are the greatest heavy metal band of all time. I will argue that to my death. Every band that's come along since, and that's not just being old, I know there's been a lot of bands since then, but listen to Vulgar Display Power. Listen to the song, if you, I've said this before, if you've never listened to Pantera, listen to the song Walk. That song, you cannot not clench your fists and just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with Cowboys from Hell, that song. It's just, God, they were so good. Uh, <laughs> I'm broken. My favorite song, yeah. I've always God, said this. So a, a tough. A good song will, will, will invoke an emotional reaction from you, whether it's sad, happy, angry, whatever. Suicide Note Part 2 by Pantera is the angriest song I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. life. And so I put that in one of the top five best songs ever written. Suicide yeah. Note Part 2. It's just so, Jesus Christ, I'm going to punch my grandmother if she's in the room oh, and that yeah. song comes on it's ridiculous yeah. so Dimebag is a huge loss who's next um, on the list coming up next I have um, Randy Rhodes man <laughs> I I have been a huge Randy Rhodes fan always and I will put him up with anyone and I still to this day wonder what could have been I still he, to this day wonder what he told Ozzy himself he was going to get out of the business. Yeah. And teach classical guitar. So, or study classical guitar. So he could have taken what he knew then, which was very classical already. Yes. To study it even more, to become better. It's like, but, really? Or or mm-hmm. would he he gone off and become Steve Vai or Joe Satriani or Yngwie Malmsteen? So. I think or, he would have probably done something in the classical realm. Uh, because he wasn't like the party wild guy. The, yeah, the, he was the young kid that had his head on his shoulders and didn't. He was quiet. Didn't do the crazy twenty-seven right. year old stuff. And he was just he was just super super disciplined. His mother just died last week. It was it was in the news. Randy yeah. Rhodes' mom. Yeah. So uh, it's very it's very. I, I think he would have laughed at all the clowns in the eighties. Probably. Like he would. Oh, that's cute guy from Autograph. You know that's that's adorable. You guys are all ripping me off. Right. But I think I think he would have I think he would have chuckled, but been kind of flattered at all, everything that happened in the '80s, all the ridiculous guitar players. 
Yeah, that maybe he, it really would have been interesting to see his 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 take on that. Yeah, right. Because he could, and that's where I look at it and go, okay. So they they had to copy what he did in the early '80s before he passed away. Yeah. What could he have done if he was there to influence them to go even further? Yeah. Do you know what well, I mean? And that's where I look at it and go, yeah, you're right. We did get the autographs and we did get the other guys that, that played Randy Rhodes riffs and, and, and what he did in 81. Yeah. But what could he have done if he was there in 89? I think he was a, a true musician. He wasn't interested in being a rock star. And Ozzy said it in, the, in, a, in a documentary. He said, Randy said, after this tour, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go study classical guitar at Juilliard or somewhere like that. And he he was a true musician. Like so he a, would have been in fame. Yeah. I'm going to live for... Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. The, uh, the next one on the list is in the same... I think is in the same kind of... I, I don't know. Circumstance. Uh, Cliff Burton. Mm. <sighs> wow. Cliff, Cliff Burton, for those of you out there who don't know, was the original bass player for Metallica. And he was killed very tragically. Second bass player. Oh, who? Well, Ron McGovney, but he didn't count. Okay, after Ron McGovney, <laughs> Jesus, the the shit you know, honest to God, <laughs> the fact that you have Ron McGovney's head in, <laughs> name in your head. Uh, but after after Ron, uh, Cliff Burton was the bass player, and they were driving in their tour bus. Everybody was asleep in their beds. Eighty six. They hit some black ice, and the bus rolled over. Cliff was thrown out of the bus partially. Mm-hmm. And caught underneath it and was was dragged. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, I, I oh god! I, I when you hear James Hetfield talk about that night of standing out there barefoot in his underwear on the side of the road, crashed it. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, that band has gone through some shit. Hetfield was set on fire. Like the, you yeah. know, they went through some shit. So uh, Cliff Burton, though, what would have would have uh, you know. And Justice for All or 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 the Black Album or any of that, if, if Cliff had still been around. It's hard what? to say because he might not have let him go that direction. Yeah. Right. He, Cliff might have, he might have had a lot more input and they wouldn't have become the Metallica we all know. It's funny. Alan's wife, doesn't doesn't Amber have a shirt? Yes. It's, it, shows, it shows Cliff, Cliff and, and, Lars, and Lars standing and together. It should have been Lars. It should have been Lars. <laughs> but it's over now. Just think if, 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 if it had been Lars, we never would have had St. Anger. Because uh, that it. is that is a drum album. Damn it! Ding 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 ding. ding. Sorry, uh, we're passing information here. Uh, Christopher Thorne was in Blind Melon and A Well Nation. He was rhythm guitar and uh, huh. yeah. So so there was a member of so, Blind Melon in A Well Nation. So, so that band is on. still is st- members of that band are still around and going. So, so and then the, the last one I have on this kind of rock section um, is a newer one, but I really think that just like Cliff Burton and just like uh, Randy Rhodes and just like some hey, of these Sasha. other ones. So hold on. Do we got time to do a long episode? We can keep going. All right, cool. Okay. So we're about in an hour right now, but hey, bonus. We, we got a few more. Um, was the Rev from Avenged Sevenfold? Yes. I mean, I, I get that it was new, but the fact is, is that he was, a, he was one of the writers in that band. That and, guy is a genius. And he changed... He was a great drummer. Band. No, he was an amazing he, he, drummer and a great songwriter. Songwriter, singer. I, I'm not that. I'm not that familiar. Yeah, do a little study on the Rev. City the, of Evil. I mean, he wrote everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so he was a songwriter. Yes. Okay. You know what's funny is actually that, now that now that you're saying this, I listened to a podcast the other day with on uh, Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast, which is great by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm not a wrestling guy, but he when has they rock stars the new on. Drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Brooks Wackerman, who I've been familiar with since he was 14 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah, and I'm but. kind of excited. I, I hope he gets. Here's here's my thing. 
When you have a guy, you know, you talk about MVP in sports, you know, how much did you change your team? How much do you mean to your team? I think the Rev meant everything to that band, which See, was to me the, the band that came and took over rock. Because to me, they took over band. the world. To me, to yeah. me, when I saw them for the very first time and I saw them open for Buck Cherry, and I believe and the Buck the, Cherry couldn't follow they them. They couldn't no, even could play. They, it literally was like, there's no point. People and, left. And, and literally the entire yeah. arena emptied. Huh. I didn't so know. So you you look at that, and I saw them open for Disturbed, yep. and Disturbed sounded Couldn't like follow them little kids after them. Avenged huh. is a hell of a band, and 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 after that, after the Rev died, this last album that came out, I call it their tribute album to all their other favorite bands. Well, they they like two since he died. They did the one with Portnoy. They did Nightmare. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which right. which though was, the Rev it. technically wrote most of it before right. he died. Yeah, but there he was didn't some... do his parts. And even he, he even has a real, a song at the end of it, the, the piano song, mm-hmm. uh, that's haunting and talks about you know his burning in his veins and and you know it's just huh really yeah I didn't know he was that that I thought he was just a drummer I didn't know that. yeah and it's not like and I don't I don't want to ever say it's it, that a death is just a death but like Paul Gray from Slipknot who was their bass player and they you know. Sometimes you can, musicians are replaceable with yeah without, without being any disrespect to anybody. Right. It's it's not the loss, the friend, the family member yeah. the that human. yeah that is not replaceable. But a but to get somebody who is one member of nine people who plays bass in a mask is is not hard right. to get another guy to do right. that. But when you have somebody who and especially with like the Rev, where if you listen to what he was doing on City of Evil, sure. the, the drumming that he's doing there, complementing those two dudes with this soaring guitar that's yeah. just. It, well, I put it. I put it in this perspective. You bring in Mike Portnoy to 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 fill in his shoes, and he can't quite do it. That's I mean, good, that's, that's a good. That's point. where I look that's at it and good, go. Good point. I go. Okay, yeah. that that's <laughs> that's I, crazy to say. I like how Portnoy quit his gigantic band. He's like, I'm gonna join this Vince Sevenfold. Fuck you guys. And Vince Sevenfold's like, Nah, we don't. Yeah. Well, we, he didn't. We, he wasn't the same. We got an album, you. know, you look at these guys. I mean, because they were just a bunch of kids who grew up together and said, "We're going to start a band." Yeah, and that's what they, they did. Weren't formed. And it's like, they were that like, was that's pretty cool. That doesn't happen very much anymore. Yeah. So to me, yes, it made a huge difference. I'm excited to see what happens because I really hope they can get back to that. And maybe they, it took them a couple of years to really get over this, but we'll see. You we'll never see. Know. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, now that's kind of where I ended with rock. I mean, I know there's a bunch out there, and for those of you listening, please send us the ones we forget. I'm sure there's there's tons of them, but I wanted to move on to other genres. I have a few from the rap genre that I think are big. Um, and then uh, some of the some of the women singers that we've lost over the years. Um, obviously, obviously in 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 rap music, you've got the two. You've yeah, got Tupac Biggie and Biggie. Tupac. It was the moment that that I think this pivotal left turn in rap music. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right? Biggie Smalls was this, you know, keeping it in the streets. Now he was talking about you know, wearing fancy clothes and he was doing this stuff, but there was a realness to it. Same with Tupac. There was a realness to it. Clearly a realness to it. You know, there was like real beef that people understood. Sure. It was, it was real. When you watch straight out of Compton and you watch what they were saying and you go back and you listen to uh, Ice Cube's uh, death certificate or America's mm-hmm. Most Wanted, the Predator album from Ice Cube, which is one of the hard, I mean, you got, it was like, it was around the time Dude. of the Rodney King beatings. I was listening. I just yesterday. No Vaseline has to be one of the best rebuttal tracks mm. ever. God about- damn! It's time that I set it off. Used to yeah. be hard, but now you're just wet and soft. Like it's so fucking yeah. hard. He destroys. Like I hate NWA when I listen to that song. I'm like yeah, you fuckers. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he, especially when you actually after you watch the movie and you realize all the stuff that with Jerry Heller and all the stuff that Ice Cube was up against and how he wrote most of the rhymes for guys like Easy E who were bigger stars than yeah. him, and it's it's really but it was real and even and Tupac was real and then the two Biggie dies. And all and and if you think about like Mo Money Mo Problems and what came after that, it was Puff Daddy. It was it was mm-hmm. this. It was like all of a sudden everything was been a man world and I is I can't. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you saw a softening. Sure. In rap. Now I'm not saying that you guys need to be shooting each other, but like it, it's very rare for me to listen to a rap song anymore, and, and like especially this new rap where it's like all oh, I'm in the club and I'm this and I'm that. It just it's mumbly. It's I was listening to somebody the other day, and every rap song, yeah, it's all that. Can I can I take this back full circle to the stuff we were saying about the 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 angst, right? The young guys that 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 got caught up in the angst and didn't get past it. Because I'm looking at the Ice Cubes now, yeah, that are in kids movies. Yeah, and and nothing, and I don't take anything against it because I think it's that same thing. Right. Where he Naturally, grew up, you mellow out. And Ice T, we talked about him. You know, he's played a. What did you say? He's played a cop on TV now. For, longer. Yeah, for long, I longer mean, than he was. So, cop. so I look yeah. at these guys that were the same, the contemporaries, the same guy. You know that yeah. guy, but they got through it. And those two, they they didn't. And hey. and I think we put him on a different level because of that. It's weird to think that Tupac was twenty six. I would have liked to have seen though. But again, especially in rap, because rap is a collaborative art form. Yeah. There's so many people. And now, there's a couple albums that have come out recently. Um, There's a new album from The Game called The Documentary 2, which is fantastic. If you like hip-hop, go get The Game's new album. It's phenomenal. Um, But there's a song he does on there called Don't Trip with Ice Cube and Dre, and Mm -hmm. it is the hardest shit. And it's produced by Will I Am. Wow. And it's badass. Like, it's killer. And you listen to that, and you go... I would have loved to hear Tupac do a verse on a Kendrick album. Sure. Yeah. I w- ha- could you imagine the Tupac Eminem song that would have come out? Holy <laughs> fuck. Could you fucking imagine that? That would have been ridiculous. I mean, if Tupac had been around, who wouldn't have had a career? What what shitty rap music wouldn't have existed? If Biggie would have still been rapping, or even if he'd even if he'd done two more albums and gone, what mm-hmm. what would have the rap game been? And I'm a huge rap fan. I'm very passionate about rap. I've listened to it for. I mean, it was. I got into rap. The first two albums I ever bought were Easy Does It and Straight Outta Compton. Those were the two t- first two tapes I ever had before I had the Black album. I had Easy Does It, <laughs> and you listen. Easy E is another one mm-hmm. um, who who we lost. And you listen to that, and you go, God damn, what would have happened? Okay, and that's where I. That's where we talk about all this stuff about what would have happened because yeah. you go, okay, maybe. They wouldn't have kept doing what they were doing. I mean, right. a la Dre. You right. know, it's like you take Dre and it's like without Dre, right? think of everything Dre's done there since No then. Eminem, no G-Unit, no 50 none Cent, of, no... None of this stuff. No Snoop, no none of, none, none right. of this stuff. Where would they... But, you know what I mean? The, so so would these guys... Would the would, chronic have still happened, right? Would, would Tupac have gone in that same direction and, and brought his, his but, and the and young guys up? And who would have been here now because though, they Dre, were still around? Dre, for, for all intents and purposes, though, has always been a producer first. Sure, yeah. You know, and so I would have... I would have it just really would have been interesting to see because you know if a guy like Easy E or Tupac had got got to be forty, sure. If Tupac had been able to write songs about nine eleven, if Tupac had been able to look, or at, would he be still? You know what I mean? Or, that's that's where I look at it and go, what would he be? You never know, and they never got the chance. Look at how. And here's another thing about Tupac: you go back and you watch Juice. 
Go back and watch the was it the grid the one he did what was the one that he did with uh, Tim Roth he was a hell of an actor yeah Dead what Society, or not Dead Poets Society what's the uh, one he did with Janet Jack Poetic Justice Poetic Justice and then he the last one he did with with Tim Roth right before he died I forget what it was called oh well he was this is a weird thing people don't know. he was a successful actor before he was a rapper Poetic Justice was ninety three. But he was also, he, he, a lot of people don't know. I mean, Tupac started with, uh, well, Digital Underground. Digital Underground. Yeah, that, 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 that rap he did with them. But he, he, um, wait, he was in Digital Underground? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. All around the world, with same the nose? song. Well, now I clown around when I hang around with the underground girlies. Used to clown, saying I'm down when I he come was around. He's more of a dancer. Okay. In Digital That's Underground. Right. I, think I did know that. He did, he did some. Uh, did he get busy in a Burger King bathroom? Uh, I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Uh, but no, he he did. He actually got started and did some rhymes with them. And, and uh, it, it, you know, again, it just would have... I just wish that we would have been able to hear yeah. him do these do these moments with these people that he'd inspired. And, and I, I don't know. It, and it, I th- it, but I, th- I think that's the epitome of this whole, this whole cast today is that there are so many of these people... And I think there have been a few that we've decided that didn't, we weren't expecting anything else from them, but there were a lot of them that I think could have given us, the world would have changed if they'd have stayed alive. Right. Yeah. And we don't know what it would have been. And we're, we're all just sitting here. For the record, well, I get a lot of shit for this. I think B.I.G., I think Biggie was way better than Tupac. Like, he was bigger. Yeah, physically he was much bigger, but I, I'm not a huge Tupac fan. A couple songs. But Biggie was rad. If you, I mean, here's the thing, too. So that's the whole point of the whole, everything that happened, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you got this guy against that guy, and who's better, and who's this, and it turned into what it turned into. People dying. Go yeah. back and listen to All Eyes on Me. And listen to his earlier albums. Listen to Tupacalypse Now and Strictly from My End Bombs. Uh, isn't it weird that I can't say that word, even though that's the name of the album? Yeah. That's so <laughs> stupid to me. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, and it's not like I'm racist if I say that, but it is. But yeah. I can't say that word. That's no, you, stupid to me. No. That I can't even say the name of it. You have respect. That's all it, it means. Yeah. If you say it with a A and a Z, that's all fine. that means. Well, but, but I'm you, still not going to. But think of, think of you so know, dumb. Vince Neil and, and Axel challenging each other to a fight. Yeah, these guys just Axel, shot each other. I challenge you to a fight. You know what I mean? Get it's like, what if what if Motley Crue and and Guns and Roses were shooting at each other? That's what was happening. Then with they would have been badass. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the difference. Yeah, it's like, but, but they were. And here's the thing, though, too, is I don't think that Biggie and Tupac were shooting each other. I think it was all these these the people. That, they have yeah. these entourages, and you go, yeah. look, I'm famous, but my buddy. Literally yesterday was selling selling dope and had a gun. That's that's who he is. That's yeah. his lifestyle. I'm not changing him. And and when you look back at and and go watch Straight Outta Compton, go watch the documentaries about those '90s rap and understand that Suge Knight was and still is a uh, a gangster. Like mm-hmm. Suge oh, Knight yeah. was. He just ran somebody over. Have you yeah. seen that video? That he video killed. He killed a motherfucker Two. with his car. Two car. Suge Knight is an insane person who I guarantee. Instigated. If you look, I I don't think that like we all know his history. Yeah, Easy E, Tupac, and Biggie. I believe personally are all dead because Suge Knight had yep. something to do with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you, Alan? Have you wow. seen the video of Suge Knight running those people over? Yes, it's hard it's to watch. Hor- it is. It's horrifying. But Suge Knight is a monster. He's a giant, big, intimidating monster. The story, the story of him holding Vanilla Ice over the balcony of a hotel, saying, mm-hmm. "Give me the rights to Ice Ice Baby." That's how music got done back then. It yeah. was gangster shit. <laughs> um, and when you watch Straight Outta Compton, I'm sure that some of it's obviously glorified, but he 
was he was a dangerous, intimidating figure, and I guarantee you that he had something to do with it. Please yeah. don't come after me. Um, a couple of a couple of the other losses, not not as 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 crazy, uh, dramatic, but one of the ones that really affected me, and it's sad to me that the that he's no longer here is uh, MCA from the Beastie yeah, Boys. Very true. Um, he he had cancer, and it meant no more Beastie Boys. And I was gonna say, and, and that Beastie Boys were they were still making albums. Beastie Boys were a a game changer too. Beastie Boys. Without oh, Beastie yeah. Boys, there wouldn't have been a lot of things that happened in music. License so to ill, you. ill communication. I'm downloading Beastie Boys right now. Uh, Paul's Boutique. Those albums. You know, listen to Sabotage. Listen to those. Those were not contemporary rap songs. No. Those changed the game. And and did he have more? It's on was it was it going to still keep going? You know what I mean? I looked. They at did. Him. They had an album that came out right That's before true. he died. That one that had that song on. I still look at him as another guy, though, that at least got to say a lot. And he you know was, what I mean? He he did. He did. He did. I just I'm just sad that there's no more Beastie Boys. No, I wish you. that there would have been no more Beastie Boys because they decided that, not because, not because we, lost, we lost we yeah. lost uh, MCA. Yeah. Um, and I and that's the thing. I look at a lot of these guys too that that passed that that they did get to say, they did get to share, they did get to. You know, but we—that's the question. That's but the question. What else? What else there? would have they done? Yeah. Um. Two other losses in rap that I think were were kind of interesting and and did change the game a little. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Um. N- not because of how prolific he was, but because of of what it kind of the shockwave it sent through the Wu Tang and like how it kind of shook up New York rap a little bit. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't as as big and a de- and deafening to. How did he die? Crack. Probably. He was an old dirty bastard. I want to yeah. say, I want to, <laughs> look, I want to say crack. Uh, just a just really a high guess. probability that it was crack. I'm going to go, I don't have. on MTV where he was like, he went to. To, to cash his fucking check. His welfare check. Oh. In his limo. In his, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it written out to old dirty bastard? Whatever his name was. I think, I think his, his, it, his proper name was something like Dwayne. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Old Dirty Bastard was like he his... He changed his right yeah. before he died. He changed his name to Dirt McGirt. Dirt McGirt. Oh. Because <laughs> why not? Be Dirt McGirt. Uh. Can you make that out to Dirt McGirt? <laughs> oh, I like my name. And then um, Jam Master J. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jam Master J was a tragic loss because he was shot. He was killed. And they never found who did it. They never found it. He was shot and killed in a studio. Jam Master J was, for those of you that don't know, he was the DJ for Run DMC. One of... The, the greatest DJs. Like today, Skrillex hitting a button and going. That's not DJing. When you had two turntables and a microphone and you were just. Run, 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 DMC. I mean, God, it's amazing. It was rad. It was yeah. oh, so God. crazy how they did that. Jam Master J was a, a huge loss and, um, and, and deserves to be on the list. Uh, the, 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 the last few that I have are famous women singers that we've lost. We obviously talked about Amy Winehouse earlier, who mm-hmm. I, I, I think is, is so tragic. When you watch that documentary, she was, she was just a goddamn confused kid. Yeah. She was well, a child. She was one of those, she was one of those people that I think seriously are so genius, but yet at the same time have so much, like you said, crazy mixed up. You don't know what, she, you know, and, and, and even though you are up here as far as everybody else yeah. is concerned you're in the your own mind and your own soul is in the toilet and you just have she it, she met a boy you're empty let's be fair this blake fuck that she dated mm-hmm. for years and years 
He was the one that introduced the, her to crack. Yeah. First guy that taught, you know, I mean, she, I'm not saying she didn't have these tendencies. Sure. We all have these tendencies. I had those tendencies. I was lucky enough to get out of them. I think a lot of people who do drugs, you look back and you go, God damn, I'm so glad I got out of that. Because you outgrow it. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, it's the only thing that exists. Sure. And when you see those old pictures of her, like a skeleton with her bones coming out, it's, it's, you're Make looking at a zombie. Up. Yeah. I just, you just go, God, that in, in the beginning of that documentary, when she's young and she's healthy and she's beautiful and she looks exactly like Freddie Mercury. Holy fuck. If you've ever seen that, she <laughs> yeah. looks exactly like Freddie fucking Mercury. Her mustache is as thick. No, I mean, you're, <laughs> it's the teeth probably. But, <laughs> but she, she, when you listen to the beginning of that, when this this pure voice of her in the studio just singing these words in this way, no auto tune, it's just yeah. uh, her voice. Yeah. So and she wrote good. it. She wrote it. They show her sitting there writing all these yeah. lyrics, writing and understanding and saying, "Look, I'm gonna come back around. I'm gonna." She was a songwriter. Yeah. She was a poet. She was a an, an incredible talent. And I'm really really sad that that Where she's did one you of those. Find that documentary. Oh. Uh, oh. I. It was. It was in a. Uh, you legally saw it somewhere on the interwebs. Um, yeah, at someone else's but house. But honestly, it, I <laughs> believe that it's. I think it's. It, it should be on demand or iTunes or something at this point. Yeah, Find it, it. Just came out. I want to say. Watch it. I watched it over the summer in the theater. Yeah, it's I was gonna say it was, so it's, it's, it's probably out by now. It's yeah. gotta be so good. You yeah, guys. It's, it's really really. She's, she tears dry on my own. It's one of those songs. Like, how the fuck did you write those words? Because yeah, they're yeah. so good. But oh God! That's what all I mean. There's, there's so many people that are just genius like that. That and you I go, where did that come from? If you're that brilliant, I think you are going to be and fucked that you up. Have some right. of that because you're, other your stuff. brain's yeah. just overstimulated. That's what I mean, hyper aware. So like, if you're that aware, I think comedians even face this problem yeah. where we analyze everything so much that we get in our own fucking heads. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the the old comedy and tragedy. Yeah, yeah. there is a fine line yeah. between this genius and the tragedy that could happen. Because you're such a genius, you know what yeah. I mean. Or, or you're you're funny, but at the same time, underneath that mask is the you're, sadness. You're very you know aware. I mean? Yeah, I was. I can say that when it because when I was in my band, I wrote all the lyrics, mm-hmm. and I go back. I still have all my old lyrics. I have like I have like 25 songs. I ne- we never even recorded just lyrics, and I read some of this stuff, and it's like. I was in a really dark place. You know, I couldn't write that now. I'm much happier. I'm grown. And, and, and I, I see what I was writing. I was in a really dark place. And it was like I had to get there in order mm-hmm. to write those words. But I didn't like being there. Right. And, and I get that. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a genius. We didn't go off and be some. But, but by that same token, if I hadn't had that, I would have fucked up comedy. If I yeah. wouldn't, if I never would have had that experience, and then would have got yeah. an LCS and gone out and done that and made sure. money, I would have been a drugged out piece of shit right. who would have fucked my career up. But I, I, I managed to get that out of my system because it's hard. It's hard, man. Right. And what you just said made makes total sense with so many of these people that we lost early. If they'd have had a chance to get through this, get, get past it, it, get to a happy place like you are now, yeah. who would they be and what would we have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I'm, God. Who are right. the other females? We got Amy um, Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Uh, uh, to me, I don't know. I'm not in that world, but to me, she was just a pop star. Aaliyah, same thing? Same thing, even though she, she was so young and she was good. She had that song with a baby that goes, ah. <laughs> But and and I I know I know what you're saying though with the The because I feel like so many of these people are just 
products of the machine yeah, in the music industry. That it's a sad that, loss. Just like we talked about now, everybody sounds the same and mm-hmm. all the songs seem like they're written by the same person yep. and the same bands playing them. And if 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 one of these that, that we have now, like Ariana Grande, passed away next year, it, what would you say? Everybody clamors this hero, this amazing person, but in reality, she's probably just a product of the big music you factory. I mean? yeah. yeah. But you know what? I will, I'll say this. TLC, though, TLC did change R&B. You look at what yeah. those, look at Red Light, that album. But look could, at Waterfalls. But could look Lisa at, have been somebody else, just another pretty girl with a good voice? Well. I don't know. I'm asking because I don't. I, I would have, it's again, it's one of those things where like it would have been interesting to see what those three as a group would have been able to do because Waterfalls and um, So Unpretty, those out, those songs like. There was some great TLC yeah. songs. Or would great. they be in a commercial right now going push it real good because right. they're there's a hard it's a it's hard to say. Do you know what I'm Geico saying? commercial doing right. something about waterfalls. They're, they're not doing pun. anything exactly. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. drive under waterfalls. All those scrubs was that's a catchy ass tune. <laughs> it's it's it, you can't deny what TLC did for me. That's music. true. Um, the next three I think are a little a little deeper. I'm gonna first one is uh, I'm gonna go a little obscure here. I'm gonna say Selena. I I had never heard her name until she died. And true, but it would have been interesting to see what Selena would have done. I think she done. could have blown up over the next little while because her songs posthumously became hits. Yeah. Right. Dreaming of, I have them on my phone. I'm gay. Hi. Um, <laughs> Dreaming of you. Uh, I, do you know I still thought that was a Gloria Stefan song for fucking ever. Really? Yeah. I love Gloria Stefan too. I do so too. So here's my question. with If she hadn't died, would Jennifer Lopez ever have been a star? Ooh. No, probably not. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, and let's 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 be fair. Not only would, would did did Jennifer Lopez take that Latina spot, mm-hmm. she got famous playing, playing Selena. Selena. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's I hard think to say. I think Jennifer Lopez owes her entire career to Selena, Selena. being killed. Who and again Sad, she was killed. True, she yeah. was killed by her manager. Yeah, tragically. Horrible. Fra- a, another great movie. If you guys never seen Selena, it's I've a, seen that movie probably ten times. Yeah. It's so good. Great, great cast. Edward James Almost yeah. and, and and Jennifer. Uh, um and then two more women. Uh one, pretty obvious. Whitney. Mm-hmm. Now here's the sad thing about Whitney. Whitney, if, if, if I'll say this, she died over over fifteen years. Whitney sure. died in front of us for Slowly years. Slowly dying. Whitney technically died in the in the 90s when she got with Bobby Brown. And you watch that show, Whitney and Bobby, and she was cracked out. She was fucking insane. You go back and listen to, I get so emotional, yeah. She was America's sweetheart in the 80s. Oh, God. A lot of, a lot of younger Didn't people don't know that. They think, of, they think of Whitney as this cracked out Yeah, no, she monster, was. But in the 80s, she was America's sweetheart. She yeah. was... Yeah. You know, would she have become uh, Aretha Franklin? Would she have become if she hadn't fucked it up with drugs? Because even before she died, everyone was like, she "Oh, Whitney's just a dumb crackhead." Really? Do, do you remember yeah. that Michael Jackson's 30th anniversary where she came out to sing and she probably weighed 80 pounds? She was like a damn skeleton coming yeah. out. Is that where she just muffed? She just hey. there's some video. There's a video out there where she could not sing. She's there's a few of those out there. She she fucked up her vocal cords from doing drugs and and then she just. She just died in the bathtub, like, yeah. unceremoniously. What's so sad about that, too, is that a couple years later, daughter, same thing. God, same thing. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, I look at her that she could have but been. But if your parents are. She was so talented, she could have been anything, but she gave right. up. Right. She gave up. 
She has. She was done. She has. She was personally done. We talked a podcast or two ago that one song, I have nothing. That's mm. oh Jesus, she was good. But go probably th- one. I mean, arguably one of the greatest voices oh, yeah. ever. Didn't yeah. we almost have it all? I get so emotional. I want to dance with somebody. And uh, effort, effortless. I'm saving all voice. my love yes. for you. Oh God, she's so and then good. Her yeah. Big hit. I will always love you with that that and that mm-hmm. just glass shattering note. Yeah. You know what I just you watched? Listen to the original of that, by the way. I was just going to say. You know what was I just it? watched? The best little whorehouse in Texas. Dolly Parton was the, <laughs> and it, it, it's in there. <laughs> is it? She yes. sings that song to Burt Reynolds at the end of that movie when the whorehouse is closing. That's when you when you go back and you watch that with a little perspective and you realize that I will always was sung to Burt Reynolds as a sheriff because the whorehouse was closing. <laughs> it changes the meaning of the song a little bit. <laughs> Dolly Parton's version sucks. I love Dolly. She's a great songwriter, but her version. That song's terrible. She's got a little tiny voice. Yeah. Um, this last one to me is, is I think, uh, one of the most tragic because um, it was long It was long before the, uh, the, I guess, the body shaming that we have today, and it's Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. I love Karen Carpenter. Yeah. For those, if you've never listened to the Carpenters, please do yourself a favor. We've talked about well-produced music. We've talked about great... She was an unbelievable drummer. She was an unbelievable musician. She had a voice that has never, ever, 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 ever been... Uh, duplicated. Nobody, duplicated. Nobody, yeah, no, you can't sound like Karen no, Carpenter. nobody does. And she died of anorexia because one of the earliest reviews uh, when she was just a kid came out and said, here's Richard Carpenter, her brother, with his chubby little sister. And she read an article that called her chubby little sister. And for the rest of her life, she was anorexic and had eating disorders and was on treadmills and sweatsuits trying to, and she literally starved herself to death. This beautiful woman who had this incredible gift. Oh my God. Um, I, I honestly, the carpenters, uh, won't last a day without you is one of my favorite songs. When there's no getting over that rain, and you have those horns mm-hmm. and that. That's God so, yeah. damn it, it's so good. They have a song I just found the other day. I was listening. I listened to the Love Channel on XM a lot because it plays like some of those schmaltzy soft rock songs that I love. Mm-hmm. And they they were the original. They did a song called "Touch Me When We're Dancing" that years later became a hit for Alabama. And I had no idea. I was very familiar with the Alabama version, but I didn't know that the Carpenters. Hmm. I didn't know they wrote that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they wrote it, but they did it first. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. that was the that was the songs I remember going over to uh, my aunt would watch us after school and, yeah. and my cousin was a little older than me and she had every carpenter she was oh, she'd God, just play them on the record player over yeah. and we'd just sit and sing them and Hanging it was just around yeah. nothing to do but frown because rainy days, days and Mondays always get me down, down. oh God yeah, yeah. and those Big then tomorrow, just the two of us. Like, oh, it's good. Do yourselves a favor. Go listen to some of these older artists. Let go of your whole too cool for soft rock. It doesn't, honestly, it's, there's a reason why these songs are still good 30 years later and you're not even listening to the song, Iggy Azalea song you had last year. Right. There's a reason why these songs are good. You ever since we've been talking about it, I went out. I on my phone now because of you. I've got Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, all this yacht rock. Like I put so much shit on my phone recently because you go, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and I find myself skipping all of my new shit. All my phone is I'll, to go straight to the old. Right stuff. before we get out of here, I'm going to show you the last few songs I've downloaded. It's it's been it's been a weird week. Um, 
I downloaded uh, Lori Morgan. That doesn't count. Katie Lang. <laughs> uh, I, okay, this song came on the radio the that other day. That good. Timothy B. Schmidt from yeah. the Eagles. He put, yeah. out, he put out a song in the 80s called Boys Night Out. It's terrible, but it reminds me of being seven. Quando, uh, <laughs> Quando, Quando by Michael Buble, Nelly yeah. Furtado. I'm very much mellowing out in my old age. Herb Alpert, Glenn Campbell, Hank Williams Sr., uh, Jerry Reed. But yeah, all of the all of my stuff, like I'm, I'm the same way. I put a bunch of like I put some Dean Martin, some Nat King Cole on here, but I've also got like some other like Christopher Cross and Michael McDonald. And then I put on like, the, I, I don't know, a bunch of rap. Like it's it's, yeah. it's weird because once you start talking about this, you realize like how good that older stuff is, how good it, and pure it was because it hadn't it hadn't had it didn't know that it was good yet. Yeah. Like it needed it needed, you know. I don't know, but go back and listen. Find yourself some Carpenters. Find yourself some some old Christopher Cross. Find yourself some of that '80s Whitney. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, who who would you suggest? When before we leave, tell people who to find. Who who should who they download? Find who should they go out and listen to this? Week? Oh my goodness. Um. Wow, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. While you're thinking of that, I gotta say this: "Constant Craving" by Katie Lang Constant is one of the most beautiful songs ever written in the world. Um, also face of Melinda by Opeth. It's a mellow song. They're a metal band, but this is a mellow, just gorgeous, beautiful song. And then, uh, I want to do this in a future episode songs that, uh, you liked, but then you found out the meaning and you either liked it more, or liked it less long. May you run by Neil, Neil Young, beautiful song. I always thought it was about somebody he knew who died. It's about his car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, the 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 line about putting Quaker State in your tank probably yeah. should have. Um, I would tell people, uh, like I said, Carpenters stuff like that. Um, there is a band I do want to mention. I found a local band um, that uh, my buddy Marty turned me on to. Um, a local band, young kids called Ash of August. I just heard them the other day. They're fucking great. Uh, when I heard the song, I was like, Oh yeah, this is uh, this is because uh, it sounds like it's a it's a it's a heavy, it sounds like the, well-produced, the heavy, sick like something type. that you yeah. have heard before, and you're going, I know these guys. I, I know, know these guys, yeah. and they're amazing. And, and he showed me their picture. They're like 20. Yeah. I'm like, fuck these guys yeah. and their <laughs> talent. But I can't stop listening to their album. It's on iTunes. Uh, the name of the album, their EP, um, is called uh, The Alive EP. It's only five songs. It's $4.95 on iTunes. Support a local band. Download Ash of August. Ash of August. Ash of August. They're they're a killer. Just and I I played a song for you. Yeah. So well produced. Yeah. Uh, really great band. Check them out. Uh, local band. Support them. Ash of August. Episode fifteen. Dirt Pod. Thank you guys. 